Hey everyone, welcome back to A Word with Lyo. I hope everyone has been doing well and staying well, uh, physically, mentally, all that good stuff. We are coming up on our one year anniversary. Nope, not for this podcast, but for the pandemic, at least for this country. Um, And, uh, you know, it's been one hell of a year just sitting inside, not getting enough fresh air, Wondering when you'll be able to go on a plane if you haven't already done so, even though you shouldn't have, but I get it. You know, it's a lot of feels out here. So, you know, um, just try to stay calm and stay as sane as you can. Do what you got to do to bring a little bit of happiness to your to your day, because at the end of the day, we literally are taking this at a day at a time. Um, So I want to talk about a topic that I think... um, is something that we don't realize we do to ourselves and that is offering too much of ourselves to really anything um a project to people um you name it we tend to give ourselves stress (laughs) when we do this um sometimes we should think about reserving that help or whatever it is that we're giving to the situation or person until we're asked. But a lot of times, you know, to show that we are a team player, to show that we are a good friend, a good sister, you know, daughter, you know, whatever, brother, um, we we overextend ourselves. And as we all know, overextending ourselves in every part of our life or major parts of our life leads to burnout. And it leads to resentment. And it leads to a feeling of spitefulness. And it's a feeling that, unfortunately, we created for ourselves. Like, we created our own problem by doing that. And so I think it's really important to know when to put up the boundary. And the first thing I want to go into is just that, putting up the boundary. I don't want people to think badly of preserving their energy when it comes to just knowing when you are depleted, just knowing when the tank is on empty and you just got to sit back and relax. A lot of people who are so used to giving, that's a really, really hard thing to do. And so when we do do it, there is that sense of guilt and that sense of remorse and, and, and feeling like we're not doing our best as you know, who we are to these people or to the situation. And that's not true at all. It's it's a really bad misconception. It's actually a misconception that I actively try to disprove because I know that me putting up a boundary and not offering myself all the time is a good thing. But you kind of have that, you know, learned behavior that if you don't do those types of things, you're not being a good person to who it is that you're helping out. So, that's the first part. The second part is how to train yourself to be like this. So I think the best example of this is that I had a friend of mine, we'll call her C. (laughs) And it was about maybe about a year and a half ago. um, You know, we had talked about how she's really sick and tired of being in our hometown and how she just needs to get out. And, you know, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but 
she had a sob story, right? And we all have a sob story. We all have the origin story, if you will. There's nothing wrong with that. But it was a sob story that I was just drinking the Kool-Aid on. You know, this was someone I've known for quite some time. I was introduced to this person from a mutual friend who I am still friends with till today. And, you know, it, it was almost a sense of, I see my friend is struggling. You know, she had been sick for some time, um, you know, with an, with an illness that, uh, that still impacts her today. And, you know, a lot of family strife, you know, you know, the whole gambit of, oh my gosh, your life has been just perilous from beginning to end, despite the fact that you're trying to do everything for yourself. So seeing that and hearing that, especially, you know, we had reconnected about mm, maybe eight years ago after not had seeing each other through like high school and stuff like that. And so I've been hearing the sob story for that amount of time. So once you kind of hear the story, you're ingrained in it, you realize that you should help out. And I helped out when I could, you know, um, I had mentioned what was going on with my friend to my mom and she was like, hey, take my take my credit card, go help her get what she needs, whatever groceries she needs, things that she wasn't getting from her own family. Like straight up, this person was not getting the help they needed from the support system that they had because they just didn't have a very good support system. You know, it's kind of like what's worse, having a bad mom or no mom at all kind of situation. And that's kind of where she was. And as as a friend, as someone who is in a position that I can at least source something for her to have because that's my homegirl, I'm going to do it. You know, like I, I am the give the shirt off your back person. You know, I am the person who understand what, what it's like to not have much. You know, my parents are immigrants. They came to this country very poor. They've built themselves up uh, to be the people that they are today. They've done very well for themselves. They've been able to give me my siblings a life. But in that time, you know, my family was on WIC. My, we had food stamps, you know, something that my father actually was embarrassed to go in a grocery store with my mom. So we know what it's like to just be at the bottom and appreciate the fact that there's someone looking out. So with all of that said, because I digress quite a bit, I said to my friend, I was like, listen, see, you should come through to DC. You know, there's jobs out here of all levels that pay pretty well. And if being at home is an issue of lack of opportunity in terms of jobs and just the situation you're in with your mom and just that kind of relationship that has been so toxic, why don't you come through here, uh, figure out a situation where maybe you can work, save some money, you know, you can move out, get your dogs down here, like kind of a little bit of a plan. And in hindsight, it was a plan that I was way more invested in than she was in terms of the vision. But either way, we had talked about it, but we didn't really set a date. So about towards the end of 2019, uh, she hits me up. She's like, hey, kind of come through like next week for that. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, why not? I'm here to help my friend. Now, mind you, my mental state at the time was not great. I had, you know, dealt with the loss of my mentor and who was also my friend, a weird trip that I had seeing family. It was just, it was a, a rough time, a time that I should have said no to my friend. But because I had offered it before, I felt like I would be a complete utter dickhead if I didn't extend the courtesy when she asked. So being the good friend that I am, (laughs) I let her come and it was not good from the get go. You know, something I realized, too, was that at the time that I had her here, 
I was outgrowing the friendship as well. Um, I wasn't completely there yet when she came to stay with me, but it was one of those things where I realized me and this person no longer mesh. We're just not on the same same wavelength. I'm sorry. And so when she lived here, I realized that her vibe was bad. Her energy was off. I realized that she really wasn't trying to do what she wanted to do in terms of being more independent with her mom and, you know, having, uh, I don't know, a happier life, you know? And mind you, I'm working full time. I was taking uh, Mandarin Chinese classes at the time. Like some days I wouldn't even get home until like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. So it wasn't like we were in each other's grill all the time. Like she was applying for jobs. She was kind of sightseeing around DC when she could. I was going to work. But it was just the fact that just having this person in my house was just the wrong decision at the time. And it was a combination of kind of who she was, but also really just where I was. I should not have offered that situation at that time. I should have said no. I should have understood that the guilt I would have felt from saying no was a better feeling than what I had to deal with her being here. She wasn't here very long. We kind of got into it in regards to just how I felt she was being like kind of disrespectful being in my house. And she was here for about three weeks and then she left. Um, She's been home ever since. She's been saying she's going to go do whatever. Um, That's not the point. We're not going to need to, we're not going to dig into her life. But what I'm saying is that that was a situation where I was like, uh, why didn't, why did I, why did I let that happen? Like I'm, I was not in a good space. I should have put that boundary and dealt with the quote unquote repercussions of her being upset about it. Um, and, you know, we had talked about it after a while and we were, you know, we, it was understood what was going on, but, um, yeah, it was a situation where I was like, duh, don't do that again. Like take stock of where you are mentally and, and emotionally and ask yourself, can I really take this on? I don't think we ask ourselves that question. Can we really take this on? We we try to do the superhero thing and it, it just doesn't work. And not being a superhero doesn't mean that you're like a loser. It just means that you're realistic with the fact that some days you can perform and do all you can do and be all who you can be. And sometimes it's like, nah, I got to like really conserve the energy for the things that I absolutely have to do. Um, and so it's really just important to preserve that energy and just learn from the situations where you didn't, like I did with my friends. So, you know, just give yourself the grace to love yourself more and loving yourself more means sometimes you can't offer all of yourself. Sometimes people aren't, shouldn't be privy to the privilege of having, uh, what you have to offer and look at what you have to offer as currency, you know, um, Yes, it's important to be loyal to the people you love, but you're not going to be loyal to a fault. You're not going to like, you know, walk off a cliff with them if they ask. So why are you over here, you know, messing with your mental health or something that just, you know, makes you feel uncomfortable when you don't have to? Ask yourself, do I have to do this? And most of the time it's no. And you can say no every time, you know? So really think about that and really you know, understand that you're much more in control of these situations than you realize. No one's making you do anything. Someone could ask you for something and you have a right to say no. You don't have to offer it to them either. You know, in the case of my friend, if she wasn't able to come up with the idea of coming down to see me to try to find, you know, the, the very thing I just mentioned that I actually was the one that kind of crafted, it probably never would have happened. You know, so it's also a matter of like, don't think for other people too. 
So remember, you know, these things when you get into these situations, because it will save you so much more trouble in the end and so much more energy for yourself because it's like, it is kind of, it is trash to have a to-do list of things you do for other people, but nothing on that list is for you. Like, nah. Um, So that is my spiel for the week. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Also, thank you so much for folks who have been sharing on Instagram um, through their stories and just with their friends in general by sending the link out. Um, Again, you can find me on Instagram at a word with Lyle, all one word. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys soon and take care. Bye.